Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CBS Sports From CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring producer Moraz and the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. All right, and a happy Friday to you, everybody. Coming up in 20 minutes, we will release the Kraken, the Target Demo Friday meme, and you can let us know where you are and how you're listening. We'll read those coming up later on in the show. In 20 minutes, we've got Canadian Bacon, your night in pucks and puns, and that would include a four-overtime affair last night. Game one in Raleigh in 40 minutes. Just how crazy is Tommy John's theory about why he's not in Cooperstown? Can't wait to play for you that. That's coming up later on in the hour. And last night, game two, Western Conference Final. Goes to the Denver Nuggets as Jamal Murray has 37 points. He explodes in the fourth quarter. Last night was not a great night for either AD or LeBron. Anthony Davis, I thought, was active and showed energy and was trying to get involved, but his shot just did not fall. Shot just 4 of 15 from the field last night. And... Mike Malone, after the game, saying, we heard after game one that it was all about the Lakers' adjustments. We heard it, and we used that. And so this Nuggets team is playing with a chip on its shoulder. There's been many doubters throughout the season, including myself, and they are using that to their advantage. But I think even beyond motivation, because we know a LeBron-led team always has an edge and a motivation, I think what we have here when it comes to the Nuggets in this series, is two players in their prime that are healthy. And that is Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. And when both are healthy and both are playing at an elite level, they are a massive problem in a one-two punch. And we just have not seen this 
in the last two years because Murray went down three seasons ago, really two seasons ago, and he was done for that postseason, and that kept him out all of last year's postseason and regular season, and now he's finally back this year. This is what the Nuggets were hoping to be ever since the bubble, but they couldn't be because they didn't have Murray. Now that they do, that's your full-fledged team. That's a squad that's got two really unguardable players when they play at their very best. And it is so interesting because both Jokic and Jamal Murray are really overlooked in the grand scheme of things in the NBA. But they're a one seed in the West, and they're up 2-0 in the conference finals, and they've never been to an NBA finals. And if they end up winning an NBA championship, this would be a outside-inside duo, a big man and guard duo that... That would go down in history if they could finally do it. Now, they haven't done it yet, but they are using the slights of it being about LeBron, AD, and the Lakers mostly and not about them to help fuel them. And a healthy Jamal Murray changes the equation for the Nuggets. I mentioned the Zach Campbell story. I mean, this guy is just beyond obnoxious. This guy goes to baseball games. He's collected apparently 12,000 thousand home run balls which at what point are you done here you're already into your mid 40s so you're not like a young kid you're not a guy trying to make a name on the scene now you're just becoming a total a-hole 12,000 home run balls you need to collect and famously refuse to give them back to the guys that hit them or other fans so we have a moment where baseball is a feel good, okay? And baseball's desperate for these things. There's a gamer named A.J. Rodriguez who goes by Little Man 17. And he plays online. People watch him play his games, and he's a very funny little dude. He's 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 a little guy. That's his name, Little Man. And he's very charismatic and funny. And every time he plays... It seems like Cedric Mullins of the Orioles robs him or does something spectacular. And there is a viral video of A.J. Rodriguez getting robbed of a home run playing MLB The Show. And it's Cedric Mullins. And A.J. Rodriguez is like, oh, no, it's Mullins again. I can't escape him. It's Mullins again. And every time Cedric Mullins does something big, this tweet, this video goes viral and this is just attached to A.J. Rodriguez. Anyway, he gets invited to Baltimore to Camden Yards to see a game. And people take care of him all around Baltimore. Now, when I tell you Baltimore is an amazing place, this is why it's an amazing place. It's like what they did for Little Mo. Like when I went down there, we do our Little Mo get-togethers every summer. The city is just filled with amazing people that roll out the red carpet. And so he got taken care of by Jimmy Seafood and, like, everybody rolled out the red carpet for him. The Orioles did as well. He got down on the field to meet Cedric Mullins. Mullins signed his jersey, and A.J. is a big Angels fan. He signed his jersey, you can't escape me. And so they take a photograph on the field before the game during batting practice. It's this great moment, great moment for baseball. And A.J. Rodriguez, like, he connects with kids, and he's he's doing something that a lot of people connect with in the gaming community, and it's all good. And of all the things, Cedric Mullins is a an Oriole. They're playing the Angels. 
The Angels are A.J. Rodriguez's team. Cedric Mullins hits a home run against the Angels. So again, this is the perfect come to life. A game where A.J. Rodriguez is in the building. He's got his motorized wheelchair going around in between the, during, during the batting practice, meeting players. Everybody's glad-handing him, taking photos, signing bats and balls for him. Cedric Mullins hits the home run. So again, there is the I can't escape Cedric Mullins. He's beat my best team, and I'm in the ballpark for it. The home run of all things is hit into the part of the outfield where the fans can congregate in the walkway, and Zach freaking Hample catches it. There's a, a fan next to Zach who starts filming him and saying, hey, you got to give that ball to AJ. That's AJ's ball. And he just won't turn to the camera. And then he goes, who's AJ? And the guy that's filming goes, the Cedric Mullins guy. That's the Cedric Mullins guy. you got to give him the ball. And Zach Hample's response is, I'm the Cedric Mullins guy. <sighs> this guy is such an a-hole. This guy is peak obnoxious that can we do something where we can ban him from Major League Baseball stadiums at this point? I mean, he's just hoarding baseballs from kids, from families, from people like A.J. Rodriguez, and Hample won't give the ball back. He won't give it to Mullins. He won't give it to A.J. Rodriguez. He's just being a complete obnoxious fool he's about bad, this. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. Now, you want to give him some, some respect because he has carved out a niche where we're talking about him on the radio because he has a... He has an expertise catching baseballs. He does this everywhere. He goes to every ballpark, home run derby. He collects baseballs. I mean, you caught 12,000 home run balls or whatever that is. That's that's an expertise, no doubt about it. And some kids do idolize him, sadly. Would it be any kids that we know? I'm really not trying to make this about them, but yes, he's admitted that on the air that his kids are obsessed with him. They have the book and everything they've written. When you say he, you mean Schwartz has admitted his sons idolize Zach Campbell. I actually almost thought, and you're right, I almost thought to the point everybody knew who I was talking about, but yes, Peter Schwartz's kids idolize Zach Campbell. Which is just the absolute worst of the worst. Well, at least one team says enough is enough. And there is a minor league team in Spokane that says we are banning Zach Hample. He is banned. Now, Hample didn't do this in their ballpark, but at Avista Stadium in Spokane, home of the Spokane Indians, which is the AAA of the Mariners, I think, of the Rockies, AAA affiliate of the Rockies, they said Zach Hample has been banned from our stadium. Hey, a little round of applause for the Spokane Indians here. They're doing something that Major League Baseball should do, and that is... Throw the guy out of the league. Throw him out. Now, the only thing I'll say is, when is he going to a Spokane game? Probably never. But it's it's the principle of it. Right. But now I wonder, are they trying to profit off Zach Campbell being a bad guy and trying to get people to go there? That I kind of don't like either. Bump drafting off the popularity of, of everybody hating Zach Campbell. Right. They're the Rockies affiliate. The Rockies should be the one saying, we got this. But maybe they set a tone. Like, we can do it. We're doing it. Maybe baseball teams are scared because they're like, well, there's nothing to ban him for. He didn't break any rules. He's not giving back baseballs. Everybody's allowed to fight for baseballs. No, what you need, I, I hate to say this, but it's it's honestly the truth. You're right. He's technically not doing it illegally. You need somebody in one of these outfield chases for a ball 
almost like a paid ringer under the table, he's got to get socked in the face. Tack, tackle him or punch him in the face. And he's got to feel like pain for this and not like a wrestling. Like he's got to actually be, you know, people need to be punched. Like he needs to be punched in the face and then have the guy escape. We're not going to press any legal charges because the team has really set him up to be out there, and it sends a message to Hample. We will not tolerate this. We will not stand for this. I don't condone fan-on-fan violence, but in this case, I think it's warranted. I, I think the, the, the choice is easy. I think the Orioles should, should set the standard and, and ban him. The Orioles. The Orioles. But, but. Again, he didn't do anything wrong. Bad, he it's, in bad, it's in bad faith. It totally it's is. It's in bad faith, and, and, and <sighs> that's not the, the part of be, that. They could. Create a standard but, here. But here's the thing. He caught the ball. It's his ball. Like, we have a relationship where the fans who can't, it's their choice to do with the ball. He's being a jerk. You, I'm, I actually think it's wrong to ban him from, I just wish he would act like more of an adult. I think it's wrong to ban him from a stadium. I really do because he's, I mean, where do you draw the line in? Like, how many balls are you allowed to have before you draw the line? So, you're going to tell everybody that they should hand the ball to a kid? What if it's been, you know, your first game in 60 years and you catch a foul ball? You got to hand the ball to a 12-year-old? What if it was your life's thrill? Like, not all the scenarios are equal to the same thing. Well, we know that you have personal experience with this. Well, my father, yeah. When Derek Jeter hit a, scre- Me, yeah. hit a screaming line drive to you, it hit an old lady in the head. I mean, it wasn't she wasn't old? She was like forty. Okay, so middle-aged woman hits it, hits her in the head with a screaming line drive. She goes down, ball spurts away as blood spurts out of her head. I caught it on the fly off her head. Mraz catches it on the deflection, holds the ball up like, "Hey, I got it." Mraz's uncle grabs his hand, shoves it down, and says, "You don't say a word. Put that in your pocket. Don't say a word. Hide the baseball." And as the lady gets taken off in a stretcher, Merez, instead of giving her the baseball... I don't know, a stretcher was a wheelchair. Wheelchair brings it home and has to live with that for the rest of his life. Again, I was younger. Now, if I was in my 30s, I probably would have thought differently. Uh, I was a teenager. And yes, it felt like the right thing to do. I caught a foul ball. I didn't even realize she was that hurt until five minutes later. I, I It was such a whirlwind. The ball, and Jeter's up at bat. I got this ball in my hand. I, it was a celebratory moment. I was so upset I didn't get the high five moment. That's what I was looking for when I, you want the high five when you catch the foul ball. I couldn't have that because the woman was bleeding with, you know, the seam mark in her head. But before that, I learned that because my dad at Shea jumped over the old bars and beat out a guy who was in his 70s, I think, at the time. <laughs> for a Royce Clayton foul ball and was scraped up elbow to knee and made us leave the game early, drive home to show my mommy had finally caught a foul ball. This is what I'm talking about. It was a moment of his life. She didn't care at all, which he was disappointed These in. These are grown adults. Grown adults fighting for baseball. But, but this is the point. That doesn't make what me or my dad did right. What I'm saying is you're in a spot where it's like that's a once-in-a-lifetime. You finally see your on This guy's got 1,200 of them. Come on. She needs to be punched in the face. Really if my does. dad did that at every baseball game he was at and left with a baseball, yes, yeah, somebody should punch my dad in the face. But he's had a history of taking balls from kids. He sure does. So so this could be— He sure does. I mean, it's not like he's he's totally has no—he uh, hasn't done anything wrong. He's, he's taking balls from kids, and that's a bad look on Major League Baseball, I think, for allowing it to happen. I think the guy should be banned. He's the worst. Should be banned from every stadium. He's the worst. Zach Campbell is literally the worst. I mean, you just couldn't get a worse baseball fan. He's even got How, a crappy name, too. 
You have 12,000 home run balls, and you can't give A.J. Rodriguez the one that Cedric Mullins hit on the night that he's invited to the ballpark. And that's the thing. He's just going to toss it on a shelf somewhere and probably what, mark that Cedric Mullins. put it in a storage right. bin. He sucks. And I think this is different, too, because he's profiting off of, off of what he's doing. It's not like he's taking the ball, just going home and doing nothing with it. He's profiting off of this. He, he, it's a story. It's out there. And I think Major League Baseball has the right to go in there, and, and this is a special exception. Say, hey, get the hell out of here. He sucks so bad. Hey, can we cue the music here before we go to break? Because Ostrich Eyes sent, me a, sent us all a hysterical picture on Twitter. He has created a DA Show bingo card, okay? You guys ready for this? DA Show bingo. I saw this. I'm pumped up for this. The middle square is yellow. It says DA bingo. And then he created all the other squares with post-it notes. Starting from left to right of your radio dial on the top rung. Top left. New York accent. These are all references, I suppose. New York accent. <laughs> Bob's bar. The A's. Pete getting angry. And Pat Boyle. <laughs> the second row. Tom Brady. Uniforms. <laughs> Mraz getting angry. Bogus walks out. Or a Dixieland Dan tweet. <laughs> Middle row. Rob of the 3 2 1. Rosie the Cat, done for the day, and days to burn. <laughs> Fourth row, Caserta, a boring guest. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Quote, fat, Gloria, and somebody saying, is that so? <laughs> then, bottom left, correct. Five oinker, food talk. Marie in Denver, and then the tuba. <laughs> that is the best bingo board That's ever. That's not bad That at is all. the freaking best bingo board ever. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> this is my own weapon being used against me. Do you think we're predictable around here? <laughs> <laughs> Take offense to the boring guest part. Every single box there is a cliche of the show. So we have an entire bingo board of a cliche of the show, and one of the boxes is the A's. Guess what? I'm doing the A's at 9.20 Eastern time today. <laughs> I feel like that bingo board is pretty quick today. <laughs> yeah. And guess what? When we come up at 40 minutes past the hour, I'm doing a story from New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> We've hit the tuba already today. We do have Caserta in the building today. We have an angry Pete, although I don't think it was on the air. It was mostly off of the air for Mraz doing the, the deke out for oh, the yeah. Canadian bacon. Yeah, Mraz doesn't read the rundown, so he decided to tell me, uh, get ready for a Canadian bacon an hour before. We've had a Days to Burn reference. We have not talked uniforms yet, but I'm sure that's coming at some point. <laughs> I think I have said, is that so? So we're doing really well on the bingo board. Correct. Okay, so you nailed that one. <laughs> When we come back on the show, it is Canadian Bacon Time. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games. God, we're having a good time. Crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a hockey, you know, it's only it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA show. Okay, a night that went deep into the morning. Mraz has Canadian bacon. Thank you, Damon. After two nights off, the NHL playoffs came back with more vulcanized rubber on a sheet of ice than any fan in Raleigh thought they were paying for. The game had a nice pace to start and was scoreless for the better part of the first period as Freddie Anderson and Sergei Bobrovsky weren't having a day off like Ferris Bueller. Instead, they were stopping puck like Alan Ruck. However, with 12 seconds left in the first period, Seth Jarvis had the power. Power. Putting Carolina up one to nothing into the first intermission. In the second period, Florida became the Six Panther as they made the Hurricanes stink. The Cats found their anchor men with goals by Alexander Barkov and Carter Verhey. They, with those two goals, Florida would head to the third period, clawing to a two-to-one lead. If Carolina was going to protect home ice, they were going to need to get creative. And three minutes into the final period, they found a way to Kern craft one into the net. Stefan. Stefan. Stefan Nation. Stefan. 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 Stefan Nation. Delivered. Eric Stahl with a long reach for the Canes. Keep it in. Tenacious. One, two, three. Tic tac top. We're tied on the power play. Carolina. It's Stefan Nation. A beauty with the man advantage. It's 2 2 with 16 13 left in the third. 
Stefan Nation with the goal. With the game tied at two, it would be a long time before Twine was tickled again in this game. A tense third period would have us to overtime. Two and a half minutes into the first OT, Carolina appeared to have won the game, but the goal was overturned due to goalie interference. The first overtime would end scoreless. A second overtime would end scoreless. And then a time would end scoreless. Even the Canes PA announcer would apologize to fans after three overtimes that the game was not over. In the fourth overtime, Sergey continued to bob and weave, preventing the fans from getting to leave. Brady Shea has it for the Carolina Hurricanes. On for Natchez, dropped off Terrabon and left circle Terrabon and to Shea, a shot, a Sabinowski rebound. Save Sergey Bobrovsky as Aho was knocking on the door. The former Blue Jack Rabbit goalie Bobrovsky was standing on his head as that was one of his incredible 63 saves on the night. Finally, with time ticking in the fourth OT, it began to feel like a day of back-to-school shopping, and the Panthers would get to lace up a new pair of Kachucks. And now Ekblad will take over the neutral zone as the Hurricanes couldn't advance it. Ekblad dumps it in down to our right. Here's Brent Burns, keeps it to the outside. Sam Bennett keeps it in out front. Kachuk is shot. He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner! The Panthers take game one! Matthew Kachuk, sing us a song! Sing us four songs! You're the fourth overtime ending man! This becomes the sixth longest game in NHL history! Florida won its seventh straight road game in these playoffs and improved to 5-0 in overtime. Game two is Saturday night! Saturday night! In Raleigh, less than 48 hours after these teams played more than two full games! worth of hockey that's a lot of hockey and that's a lot of canadian bacon <laughs> all right Mraz. he has done it gotten through canadian bacon after a four overtime affair last night pete let's hear the oinks it's a four oinker Four oinker, solid grade, four oinker. Okay, what I liked about this, I thought for a big moment and a historic game, Mraz knew he had to rise to the challenge, delivered more energy, more sauce, more pop, trying to reflect the significance of the game. That was good. I really like lace up a new pair of Kachucks. Thank very, you. very nice writing. The rest of it, well... <laughs> Some of you might not have gotten the Blue Jackrabbit reference. I saw Caserta yeah. go a little cross-eyed there. We were watching a hockey game once, and my wife said, who's Columbus? And I said, you want to try to guess? And she saw the blue and said, blue. I said, yes. And she saw the J as part of the CBJ initials and said, Jack. And I said, uh-huh. And she said, Jackrabbits? And I said, Yes. The Columbus Blue Jackrabbit. So yeah, that's that's okay. the joke. All right. I like that. The Ferris Bueller line was a cheap laugh just for me and Pete because <laughs> Mraz knows we love 80s movies. And you got the rhyme that went with Ferris Bueller? The Alan Ruck? Yes. Yep. Okay. I thought that was going to be a smash hit with you guys. Stepped into the power power, which I liked. A reference, but didn't have to sing it. 
You'll have to explain to me, though, the Stepin Stefan nation. Well, first of all, you're skipping the Anchorman reference. The Anchorman was solid. Oh, I missed that. In the second period, Florida became the Sex Panthers. They made oh, the yeah, Hurricanes okay. stink. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. The Cats found their anchor men, and I mentioned the two goals they'd scored. I mean, that is the kind of writing you guys have been begging me to give you. And I am going to get there. What? <laughs> I thought it was good. Okay. Now, there's a song, Zombie Nation. I know the Zombie Nation. And the guy's name is Stefan Nation. Stefan Nation? Yes. And That's his name. Stefan? Yes. Stephen and his Nation. last name's Nation. Yes, it's not spelt like N-A-T-I, but it's pronounced Nation. So, that was to tie the game. They were have to Kern craft one into the net. They got creative. They Kern crafted one. That's the Kern craft 400, I think is the name of the song or the band or whatever. Oh, Zombie Nation sings Kern craft? It's still confusing to this day who's the band and who's the song. This is the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, like, no, I, I looked this up. I saw it three different ways. Kern Craft is associated with Zombie Nation. You guys should get that. You don't get it. Not my problem. <laughs> I don't think any. I don't well, think anybody knows that song. What? As, as, I I I don't know as as the name the name of the song. I I just know as the. Just well, how it sounds. A lot of us have, you know, that song on gym playlist where that pops up and you would see Current Craft 400 on that. Anyway, again, kids out there in Indianapolis got that. But then I gave you the, Stefan, Stefan, Stefan Nation. The only thing is in Zombie Nation and the, then, 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 do they say Zombie Nation Zombie. in it? Zombie. Zombie. Don't. Zombie Nation. They say that? Guys, I hear the song almost every other day. It's big on my gym playlist. If you were to ask me what is, I would say that's Zombie Nation. But I, if I were to sing it, I would not be like, Zombie. It's Zombie That's Nation. basically the only words ever in the song. Zombie. Zombie. Zombie Nation. If you that's gave me why a 50-50 Stephen. shot that they said Zombie Nation in the song, I would have said, no, they didn't, and I would have lost. Right. Okay, that's fine that you three didn't get that. Mm. <laughs> That happened in the song, so I should not be deducted points for that. And I didn't deduct you anything. I just think you're a little too cerebral for me. I think that's the problem. Caserta, did you think that was worthy of a four anchor yeah, or more? Four was perfect. Four was perfect. Four was perfect. What I liked about it was the energy was really good, mm-hmm. and it just kept carrying to mm-hmm. that crescendo. Yeah. And when Mraz goes high pitched like that, I like that for anything. So with this, it was very well done. Okay, Petey. I would have liked to have seen that movie theme he was going with continue because mm. a theme throughout the whole thing would have been would have been a nice uh, change mm. in terms of you know, he had a good a good start with. So it. you like the anchor man? I like that whole thing in the beginning. The Ferris Bueller, yeah, the anchor man. But it was we get on a movie kick. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd do a little more with the movies. Okay, that's one thing I was disappointed with. Okay, uh, I I thought just the song was well first first. We do this all the time when we play instrumentals. <laughs> you always start late on on, on on the lyrics. No, I'm letting it kick in a little bit because uh, it's that's not, a, that's you so you're hitting not, the post. Hold is what on, you're no, doing. no, 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 no. I'm not going to stand for this now. All right, whatever. He just got done saying he didn't know if they even sang the word. None of you knew that. So now you know that I started late. No, but oh, which is just, it? I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to tell you guys, I appreciate the four grade. 
I'm grading myself as a five on this. So anybody scoring at home, You're know, that I, got, mind. know that right. I got a five winker. No. This was pound for pound my best script in terms of telling the story of an epic game while mixing in plenty of funny, really creative written lines and a classic song we should all know. And all sing along a Bob Long to. So just so you know, if you're driving at home, you can elect to choose to listen to Pete's score. I'm telling you, I got a five. So we're supposed to know all the songs on your gym playlist. Is that the... Guys, right? I didn't pick this obscure... I mean, this was a major stadium anthem for years. It, do you feel this was your greatest Canadian bacon ever? Yes, I do. Writing-wise, yes, I do. Well, and I think wrong. it matched the energy, and I think the game did as well. Uh, and I think that this is a classic case of you three either just not getting references, not my problem. Plenty of people did. Um, everything you've asked me to do, cleaner, tighter. Oh, that was funny. When I dropped the anchor men, the rhyme stuff I threw in there that people love with Boyle. I've given you everything now in this one that you guys have been begging for, and you still found a way to grade me down. If Pat Boyle reads the same script with the same bravado, he gets a five. I'm telling everybody, hey, Twin Falls, Idaho, just know I got a five. Well, I find it interesting that we have gone over this exercise so many times, and you have said recently... I'm just going to do it my way. I don't care what you guys want. Mm. I'm not formatting this to what you want. I'm doing it my way. And now you're lashing out because you did it, in your estimation, the way that we no. want it. No, no, no. I'm lashing. He got a four and he's upset. But why can't it be both? Because I'm lashing out because I had good momentum. We were off for two days. And I read the script and I was like, this is it. I feel really confident in this. These are the perfect lines. These guys are going to also love them. And it's everything they've asked while also doing it my way. I did it my way by also giving you really good detailed stuff about the hockey it's, itself. Uh, this literally checked every single box of what Canadian bacon should be. And it still wasn't good enough for you people. So you know what? Enjoy your weekend. You know what part of your problem is? Is that well, What's you're, part of my problem? You're you going through short, an identity you crisis. Hat, you dopey Dave Matthews. What's part of my problem? You're going through an identity crisis where you don't know who identity you Identity crisis? Are. You're dressed like a 13-year-old boy today. I look great. You don't like my brown shorts, but I've been told I look great in them. You look like a kid that should get hit in the face with a kickball at, at rec today. Well, Instead, you're doing updates nationally, you clown. Let me just pose this to the listeners. Do you agree with Mraz that that was his best Canadian bacon ever? And if we get the majority of respondents that say, yes, that was his greatest Canadian bacon, then I was wrong. I was wrong. I didn't feel like it was your greatest bacon ever, but if... You've already polluted the pool, though. No, they would totally come to your defense if they felt you like... You don't understand. It's a fun game for the listeners to root against Mraz and Canadian bacon. It is now pushing a rock uphill with these people that they want boil and want boil. They're not going to say yes. They're going to side with you guys. There's plenty of people that love you, that want you to get higher grades, and I, I think there's plenty of people that are unbiased here. Do you think that was Mraz's greatest Canadian bacon ever? That's what he is. That's what he's suggesting. And if you guys say that, maybe maybe I was wrong on this. I thought, you know, I thought 4, 4.25 was, was fair. I did not Stopping think Stopping puck like Alan Ruck. If you're they, not getting it anywhere else. If they say that, I'm done doing the winks. Wow. You're not going to listen to the audience. No, no, no. Then that means I'm wrong with how I do this. So if they, if oh. the listeners say that, uh, we're going to listen to our audience. Hold on. If the listeners say that, 
Someone else can do the oinks. Hold on. I don't like this attitude from Pete. No. I'm, I'm, because I think Pete does a really good job no, with the oinks, and I think no, that you've been no, very because, fair all year. No, because, no, no. Let me compliment you. No, no. I think you've been fair all year. I'm being complimentary. No, you've been not. fair all year. And the what I'm telling you is we are all wrong at times. I'm wrong a lot. Okay? Before I said I had an aortic valve in my neck that's in the heart. I will <laughs> stand here and admit when I'm wrong. DA is wrong a lot. So what? If you gra- you know how hard it must be for you to grade these oinks and hear this nonsense every day? You yeah, could be you, wrong for from, a day. From you. It's okay to step up go, maybe I did get that wrong. Why, is, why can't everybody else admit they're wrong? Yeah, because you've become completely incorrigible with this. <laughs> and I'm getting tired of doing it. So here's what's going to happen. Our great listeners out there, if they think that was a five... Then we are going to pass on the oinks to somebody else. Wow, that's that sounds it. like threatening the audience. No, that's not threatening the audience. And don't, don't, don't say that. And you've become completely incorrigible with everything you've doing here. So that's what's going to happen. If the if the audience believes that that was a complete five. I will give up the oinks to somebody else. Okay, and you know what? If the audience doesn't agree, then I'm giving up uh, Canadian bacon and Robin a three to one us to do it every day for the next three weeks. So that's why I'm going to threaten the audience too. <laughs> I'm not threatening the audience. I'm giving them another uh, option, another thing that we could do as part of Canadian bacon. That's all I'm saying. Steven <laughs> in South Carolina with a low blow. If Mraz wanted a five-a-winker, he should have just asked Caserta to do it. That's not right. Uh, Caserta has headlines. <laughs> How do you follow that? I don't, I don't even want to be here right now. This is, this is perfect. So a couple of notes from this overtime game. Sergei Bobrovsky stopped 63 shots. It was Florida's fifth straight one-goal game. They've won four of them by identical 3-2 to two scores. So they start the conference finals the same way they ended the semifinals. They knocked out Toronto with a 3-2 to two overtime win on the road. And it talked about the Panthers having that magic. Six and one in one-goal games. Five of those wins have come in overtime. Wow. Five and zero oh in overtime wow. so far this postseason. So mm. that's the team to watch. Mm-hmm. The Lakers now staring down the barrel. They return home down 2-0 in the Western Conference Finals following last night's 108-103 win. Jamal Murray sparked the comeback for Denver with 23 of his game-high 37 in the fourth quarter. I mean, he was great. I mean, he, they, they definitely had plenty of chances to, you know, score. and He kept us in there and gave us a chance. Nuggets head coach Michael Malone says he hopes winning the first two games will change what he perceives to be a media narrative about this series. I thought uh, Mike played great, you know, making shots. Um, Bruce, you know, everybody, I think everybody, it wasn't really offensive game for most of the game, but on defense, everybody stepped up and made big plays. Jeff came in uh, with a big charge. Um, yeah, I can go down the line, but everybody had a moment uh, in the game defensively. I think I probably played the wrong clip. Uh, that was Malone, but here's what he said about uh, the what was perceived going into the series between Lakers Nuggets. A lot of our guys, to be honest, they may not admit this or not. You know, uh, you win game one of the playoffs, and all everybody talked about was the Lakers. Let's be honest. That was a national narrative was, hey, the Lakers are fine. They're down 1-0, but they figured something out. No one talked about Nikola just had a historic performance. He's got 13 triple doubles now, third all time. What he's doing is just incredible, but the narrative wasn't about the Nuggets. The narrative wasn't about Nikola. The narrative is about the Lakers and their adjustments. Yeah. So, you know, you put that in your pipe, you smoke it, and you come back, and you know what? We're going to go up 2-0. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that's a fired-up coach with a team up 2-0, and he talked about Nikola with 23 points, 17 rebounds, and 12 assists. Another brilliant performance from him. 
Mitch Trubisky's hanging around. Actually, first thing, uh, the Lakers lost back-to-back games all playoffs for the first time all season. So we're all yeah. postseason, so keep an eye on that. Mitch Trubisky's hanging around for a couple of more years with Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's backup just finalized the two-year extension with the Steelers. Baseball last night, despite the Cardinals blasting the Dodgers 16-8, to Freddie Freeman hit his 300th career home run, becoming the 144th player to reach 300 homers and 1,000 RBIs. Coincidentally, two other active players in that club were in the other dugout, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Arenado actually homered in the fourth inning. He's now gone deep in six of the Cardinals' last seven. Let's go Mets. With multiple catchers injured, they are bringing up Gary Sanchez. They signed him 10 days ago on May 9th after he opted out of a minor league deal with the Giants. He reportedly could have terminated the latest deal had he not been brought up to the majors by today. So our old pal with the Yanks, a two-time All-Star, 154 career home runs, had seasons of 33 and 34 homers with the Yankees. He was with them for seven long years. Mm. And we've got live golf. Yay. Second round PGA Championship. (laughs) Bryson DeChambeau currently with a one-shot lead at four under. Dustin Johnson is through one today. He is a shot back at three under. Scotty Scheffler tees off this afternoon as well. He is also three under par. Very good. Thank you, Caserta. The scientist. Coming up here next, I'll get to the feedback on whether Mraz had a five-oinker there from the audience. And also, Tommy John's got a crazy Cooperstown conspiracy theory. DA, CBS Sports Radio. You guys better be ready to hit the orange, all right? Stop telling me to hit the oinks. I'm going to tell you to hit the oinks. Stop it. I'm going to tell you to hit the oinks. Stop it right now. the oinks are coming. It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. Watch us on YouTube. Go to the CBS Sports Radio channel or on Twitch or at watchda.com. All of that is mobile friendly. A lot of feedback about Mraz's Canadian bacon, whether he deserves the five oinks he believes he does. I'll get to that coming up here shortly. And Mariana's holding on in Richmond to tell me something very important. So I'll get to her phone call as well coming up here shortly. But I just wanted to play for you a little snippet of Tommy John. This was so interesting. I had him on my podcast, New York Accent. And this is a guy that went to four all-star games, but maybe never thoroughly dominant. Had a couple of 20-win seasons, but best known for the surgery that he had in his arm back in the 70s that led to him playing another 13 years in his career and it being named the Tommy John surgery, and he was a medical pioneer. But he had 288 wins, nearly 300 wins, and is not in Cooperstown. So I asked him about it. And his theory on why he's not in Cooperstown? Whoa. If it happens, it happens. I think I should have been in years ago. But for whatever reason, well, I know the reason, but I won't say it. Um, there was one player was was voting against me all the time and getting other players. That, but be that as it may, I've got a guy that's in the Hall of Fame now that's going to be on the Hall of Fame on the Veterans Committee. And his name is Jim Cott. And he said, TJ, I'm going to politic for you. He said, I'm going to see that you get in the Hall of Fame. You should be in there before me. I said, Jim, whatever, I appreciate it. I said, but uh, do what you have to do and let the chips fall where they may. 
So the writers had the ballot for a number of years after you retired. You right. got about 30-something percent of the vote. You need yeah. to get 75%. Then it goes to the Veterans Committee, and that's where former players are on the board, the former executives, right. et cetera. It's there in the Veterans Committee that you ha- you know of somebody that was a former player, maybe an opponent or something, that didn't like you and, and tried to make sure you stayed out. Yes. Have you ever had words with that player? No, he's dead now, so I can't. Did you want I, to say, did you know this, it was going on when it was happening? No, or? I did not. But I, I, you know, there had to be a reason why it was not, why I was not getting a lot of votes. Now, I granted a lot of guys don't, they think that, um, um, I didn't throw hard enough or I didn't strike enough guys out or whatever, but I had a pretty damn good, I, I had 288 wins. That's a lot of wins. But here's the kicker. I had 188 no decisions. Wow. That wow. tells you right there that, you know, you get a quarter of those and I've got 310 wins or wh- whatever. But So if if this player didn't like you and he's passed away now, what, why do you hesitate to say his name? Doesn't do any good. I, I would say his name if I thought my buddy in New York would take a hammer to his kneecaps. <laughs> well, he's dead now, so I guess it doesn't matter. So you can't do it, right. <laughs> <laughs> so what did this guy who politicked against you didn't like that you weren't dominant enough or didn't like your attitude or had something personal against you? I think maybe all of the above. I don't know. But I, I got that from somebody that was on the committee and they said, you know, he, whenever we have our meetings, he goes in there and tells everything why you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Wow. What team did he play for? I can't say. That's bizarre that somebody would use all that energy to politic against somebody getting I, in. I know it. I know it. In, bizarre. Yeah. make a good case why Tommy John doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, but it seems weird that a player didn't like him and was politicking behind the scenes for it. I love Tommy John there saying if I knew my buddy in New York would take a kneecap, take a hammer to his kneecaps, I would say his name. Yikes! Thanks to Tommy John, our guest this week on New York Accent. That's available all places that you get your podcasts. Mariana's in Richmond this morning. Mariana, what's going on? Hi. First of all, may I please get a beam up? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Question. Is Year of the Buffoon only for Mraz? It has been in the past, but I guess it doesn't have to be. Okay. Because yesterday, when you said, wait, birds aren't mammals, that blew my mind so much. It did. And I, mean- I thought of that. Yes. I thought of it because Mraz says DA is wrong a lot, and I don't recall many times where you've been wrong, but that was a doozy. You know, Lewis and Palmdale said the same thing, and so you knew right off the bat that even though they're warm-blooded, they are definitely not mammals? Yes, they lay eggs. They don't don't drink milk. And also, have you not seen... I I wish Dan was here because I know he would back me up. Birds are basically dinosaurs, so they're closer to reptiles than mammals. 
Yeah. No, that is true yeah. too. Yeah. No, maybe that was a big that was a big whiff by me. It's possible. Now, I was told that it's because they don't have any fur, but I said, what about the fur that's on their bellies? But I guess that's not fur. Those are just itty-bitty feathers. But it feels like I've seen birds, like, around the base of their legs with, like, little fur. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.